You know, I'm excited for that new Glorilla to drop. I ain't going to even lie. I know you weren't expecting okay. to see that to start this, but I, 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 I was not. I so do I. I love her. It's a, the No Limit beats. Anything with the No Limit sound, I'm all for it. What up, what up, what up? Jason Spells in New York City. Brandon Adler coming to us today from... Rainy, uh, California. Is yeah, rainy California. I see y'all have like, why we call it an atmospheric river? Like, I feel like meteorologists are getting lazy and coming up with names. How about this? A rainstorm, a monsoon. We kind of got enough names to describe an epic rain event. Why do we need an atmospheric river? Oh, God bless my aunt. She's already texted me twice in the past 48 hours, making sure I'm okay. And when I sent her a video of what it looks like outside, she's like, what is wrong with you guys? I was like, fair. It, it just looks like rain to me. Yeah, it's pretty much rain for the rest of the world. But in Southern, Southern California, it's a major event. Look, uh, y'all do have mudslides, so I don't take that for granted in saying it's just rain. But for most of us, it's just rain. Hopefully everyone in SoCal is healthy and uh, able to make it safely through this atmospheric river. Back to Glorilla, though. So she's been dropping uh, her yeah, Glow. And I get it. Glow has a deep voice. I love that about her. her whole... Brandon, I love fantastically ratchet Southern rap. And Glorilla epitomizes all that. And so she's been dropping her Yeah Glow uh, little teasers throughout social media for the last couple of days. And she announced video song drop Friday. All right. I can't wait to hear it. I'm, I'm so far behind on new music, but I'll give Glorilla, Glorilla a listen. Yeah, you're, you're thrown off by the fact of all the things I started the show with today. It was Glow. It wasn't the NBA. Um, wasn't National Football League. No, I don't throw it off. I just don't know what to add to the conversation. It feels like you took money under the table to do a promo for. I wish. Hey, Big Glow, I if you too. listen to this, uh, I would gladly promote your album right here only on, uh, what show is this? Speaking, yeah. <laughs> speaking of promotions, <laughs> let's just let the people know. We, You know what this week is, right? Uh, the Super Bowl, baby. What else? Uh, the week before NBA the trade day. deadline. Oh so yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you're getting a two for one this week. I, oh yeah, no, we I, let's just call it right now. You're getting a two for one this week. Got to see what happens in Philly. Got to see what happens in New York. Got to see what happens in LA with the Lakers. Uh, really, one and a half championship contenders. Basically, the one being Philly, the half being New York. The Lakers are not a contender, but you want to see what moves get made. And two of those teams are in need of a big man, specifically in the East, uh, if they really hope to beat the Bucs, right? Or even the, the Celtics. Celtics are but the Celtics I was gonna are say, out Bucks, without a big man. And the Bucs your team? I don't, I don't the Bucs got dot. Hasn't isn't the writing on the wall? The Bucs are not winning this. Yeah, it still will be interesting to me what, what's done with the teams in the East. I think the West is is open, but it's still pretty much set. Like we anticipate. The Clippers, the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, and to some extent the uh, Young Thunder to be there in the mix mm. when it comes to the West. Now, mm. the Timberwolves and the Thunder are so young, you don't quite know what you're going to get out of those two franchises late in the playoffs. But when it comes to uh, the Clippers and the Nuggets, like if you tell me that's the Western Conference Finals, sign me up today. Right yep. now. Yep. Yeah, damn. Who called that? Like back in November? No, nah, come on now. You did not call them to. Clippers? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody was shitting on me for saying the Clippers were going to be a lot better than they're what, like 0 and 5 star. We, we talked about this last episode. So let me go. But down here's my road. question, though. Okay. We were critical of the Crip- Crippers. Wow. Certain parts of LA <laughs> would appreciate that I called them that. Uh, we were critical of the Clippers because of their lackluster start. How can we are not afforded that same grace to the now, what, one and three bucks under Doc? Is it just because it's Doc? Is that the yes. only reason why we're looking it's, it's par- at this it's one and three because like it's eh. Doc. It's partially because it's Doc, but I think the most important thing, like the Doc ones, it's just the low-hanging fruit. That's the easy joke to make, yep. but a valid joke. But Dame don't play defense. They don't got a lot of defense on this team. They gutted a lot of their championship squad to make room for Dame. I know that the NBA is all about offense nowadays, but you still got to be able to have a defensive product out there, and they do not have one. Then you throw in the mix that you got Doc leading this squad. I just don't have a lot of faith. What what conference do they play in? East or the East? <laughs> right now, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Celtics. New York Knicks, Celtics. 76ers, and Bro, the Pacers the are behind them. So even all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, even though right now, despite everything you just said, Milwaukee Bucks are still a contender in the East. But again, so there's no the reason East. to get like all bit yeah. out of shape, you know, over one and three under Doc. All right. Nobody's been out of shape about that. I think everybody's just been out of shape because it's Doc. We know what's going to happen. He's going to shit his pants around game five of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics probably should have blew it just like they should have blew it against the Sixers last year, and then they're going to be in the finals. How about Doc? uh, Did you see he's going to be coaching the All-Star game? I did. Um, I saw he was going to get That need to be changed, bro. Yeah. I need to give old boy. What's Bickerstaff? Cleveland. He ought to coach this. Come on now. And then Doc going to be like, well, Adrian's going to get a check and a ring. Like, he didn't just take Adrian's job. Oh, well, Adrian's got a check coming. Yeah, and a ring. I mean, uh, something about it. You could say no, Doc. You could say it. No, I don't think it's fair I coach this. Well, because if he doesn't coach the game, then it's probably in his contract that's stipulated he has to do play-by-play. So, <laughs> What are your assistants coaches? But, like, Doc doesn't have to do it. Ah, well. Uh, so, NBA talk, trade deadline's approaching. I don't really get caught up in the hypotheticals of here where I just kind of want to see it done. We got three days to get it done in. Once again, we're taping this on February the 5th. So, we have three days to get this done. I'm looking at Milwaukee. No, excuse me, Milwaukee. I'm looking at the Knicks, 76ers, and Lakers. Straight up. Okay. I think Clippers, Nuggets, they're straight. They're going to be okay. Even the Kings are okay. Um, okay, see, Minnesota, they're so young. They're good, but yeah. they're young. So I don't know yeah. if you try and go get a veteran now with less than half the season to go, or roughly, yeah, less than half the season to go. I don't know what impact that has on a locker room that's playing well. Oh, so it's it's it, And then you have other teams like Dallas. Where are they at? They're at eighth, right? Uh, Miami Heat, what are they going to do? They're at eighth in the East. So Atlanta, right? Atlanta's 10th in the East. What what do the teams that are seven through eleven do? Because they're trying to either get play in or they're trying to get into the actual tournament. Well, because of the new salary cap rules, I think that's going to be the biggest impact on all this. Is like a lot of teams are just like it's just not worth trying to go into the luxury at any point. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of big swings this year. It might be a couple of role I players. Agree. I think like for me, a trade I would love to see is OKC go out and get Andre Drummond. Get a rebounder, get a true center, somebody in the front court that can play. Like Those are the kind of trades that I think we see happen. The biggest piece that's out there, Brogdon, Portland, who's willing to give them something to get Brogdon? 
I could see a couple of teams trying to make that move, but I don't think the obvious choice is it. DeJounte going to the Lakers, probably not going to happen. Lakers staying pat for one more, you know, until next summer, they got three first round picks they can mess with. Um, I just, yeah, man, I don't see, like the Knicks, I'd be interested to see what they do, but again, like, isn't their situation if they just wait until the summer, they can really shore up their squad and make it a lot stronger. I think a lot of teams are realizing throwing that Hail Mary in the middle of the season at the cost of your future just doesn't make sense. Sixers, if Embiid's healthy, I think that's the only team that really would have took that big swing. But as we're hearing right now, he's out indefinitely. Is he even going to be back in time to make any impact on the playoffs? Not really sure what's going on there. I mean, so we we were going to get to this a bit later in the show, right? But this calls into question, and I was a fan of it when it came out. The NBA's rule that superstars have to play in 65 games. On paper, it made sense. However, in actuality, we're seeing it doesn't. You know, I think I saw something that Therese Halliburton can only miss maybe five to six more games. And then he is not eligible to get all NBA, which could cost him $40 million. We saw Joel Embiid out there, and he was not himself. Now, why the hell Kaminga dove on the ball like that? I have no clue. And I'm not saying Kaminga's a dirty player, but I'm saying he didn't have to dive on the ball like that where he put all his weight sitting on Embiid's knee. But... And B was forced to be out there because of the rules. He wanted the MVP, um, the money, all that. And he's not the only one. There are a number of players. You can find it on social media, which they are on the cusp of not being able to make serious wealth and serious money because of the 65-game rule. I was a fan of it when it came out. It was great in theory, horrible in practicality. And I think the NBA PA agrees with me on that one. So this is how I feel. It's a terrible rule. With that being said, what other choice did they have? Mm-hmm. Like, we were living in an era where your best players were sitting out, especially once you got into the last couple of months of the season. This game is – these guys are playing basketball. They're not heart surgeons. They're not brain surgeons. They're playing basketball. The reason that they're able to be paid $40, $50, 55000000 $60 million a year is because the fans are showing up, buying the merch, doing everything possible to give them a fat paycheck. When these guys aren't showing up and playing, like we, we've talked about this at nauseum, like it just didn't make sense. So it's like, I agree with you. It's a shame that Halliburton, who doesn't fall into that category, is probably going to be affected by this. It's a shame if Embiid was out there playing already slightly injured because he was trying to hit a 65 game mark. Like that's an unfortunate circumstance from these new rules. But like, I'm I'm not going to sit on the side and be like, get rid of the rule. Because we're going to be right back where no, we started. It'll have, like, it'll have this to be is tweaks. A, it'll have to be tweaks. It, I think it'll be like, but, but this is the most entitled group of NBA players in history. Like I'm, you're wrong. Back in the '90s, our biggest heroes were making like maybe five, seven, ten million dollars a year. It just depends at what point of the decade we're talking about. These guys are making forty, fifty, sixty million dollars a year, and they can barely even show up for two thirds of their of their season. Like, name any other job where you could do that and you would get paid. It doesn't happen. So why is this one place where we're going to give them special circumstances? But how can you justify that? Ultimately, their job is to entertain fans. If you're not doing that, you don't deserve to get paid. So I don't care if you don't get your $40 fucking mega bonus because you miss games, whether you're Halliburton or you're Kawhi Leonard, which are two completely different spectrums. And Kawhi has played this season. Kawhi has played this season. If you're not playing, you're not playing. Bad luck you're, happens. There's a lot of guys who didn't get to have an NBA career at all because of bad luck. So I'm going to feel bad for you not getting 40 mil. I'll say this. NBA will have to adjust it because the NBA's PA, the strongest players association in the world, will have something to say. 
that's just how these negotiations will work. On paper, it looked good, but now we're seeing that it's having real impact, and now people will have to question it. So we have a lot to talk about NBA. Of course, we will talk to you all as we get closer to the trade deadline. We also will follow back up as we get closer to the Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. I think it's open tonight tonight. And I don't really care about it, so more the spectacle is boring to me. But I came across a story today. And it's San Francisco 49ers. They're on the ground practicing at the University of Nevada. Excuse me, why did I say Nevada? That's Reno. Wow. At UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. They're practicing on their field. And so the NFL, to get their practice field together, put sod over top of the uh, turf fake field they have. And this according to ESPN. The NFL hardiness score for fields. So that's like the sturdiness of the field. Uh, how it plays the foot feel of the field. Averages around 78 with no field being less than 70. The field that the 49ers are practicing on is considered in the 50s. That's how poor of a practice field condition they have. Look, man, this is the Super Bowl. This is NFL's first foray into Vegas. And this is them messing it up with arguably the best team that's relying on speed. You need McCaffrey healthy. Debo's already dealing with lingering issues. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. And you have them out there for four days on a subpar surface. That's wild, dude. I don't even – how does that even happen? Like, how incompetent do you have to be at your job for that to happen? We're going to get to a point where NFL teams are going to be like, I'm not traveling until the last possible moment. I'm not eating your food. I'm not doing any of that because they don't trust anybody has their best interests at heart, and they don't. It's fair. And, I mean – the team had to be there today because of opening night tonight. Yeah. So that's the only reason they're there. If this was a normal away game, of course they would not be in Vegas. <laughs> but, but I'm saying we're going to get to a point where they're just going to refuse to do it. And I don't blame them because the, the big picture is the game. And the NFL is literally putting them at risk by being idiots because they don't know what they're doing. So that's why I'm saying all this is like we're going to get to a point where a team is going to refuse to be like, find me, do whatever you want. I'm not showing up until the last possible minute because I want to win this game and you guys aren't putting me in the best position to do that. That's Bush League, dude. No, it's a horrible... I mean, the fact is so bad. And we've even seen a preseason game. Indianapolis Colts were playing, I believe, the Packers in the Canton Bowl uh, in Canton, Ohio. And the field was so bad, they didn't play the game. Y'all remember that? Like, maybe seven years ago? Mm -hmm. So there are issues now with the surface, which are horrible, horrible situations for athletes who are preparing for the biggest game of their life. First time CMC has been to a Super Bowl. Uh, we'll get more football talk. It's all hype at this point. I'm not really – actually, I do want to talk about this one too. Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator, former offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders, out of a job. And so keep in mind, this was the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs for a number of years. Let them to two Super Bowl wins. I was very adamant I wanted him to be the head coach for the Carolina Panthers three coaches ago. Didn't happen. He never got a head coaching opportunity. The knock was, hey, you don't call plays. Andy Reid calls plays. So he worked on this offense. Then says, you know what, I'm going to take a subpar job. Had it for one season in Washington before being let go. I don't put this on Dan Quinn, the new head coach of the commanders, because – People come in, they want their guy. But I do put this on the system of coaching in the National Football League where you force someone to give up a damn good job, take a step back to prove that you can do something to then be out of a job 12 months later. Um, 
the spirit of it, I agree with you. I don't agree with you that Eric Bieniemy is a good coach. I don't know where he has proven himself to do so. And before you interject, I get that he was a part of the Kansas City team that won Super Bowls, back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, AFC championships. Did you watch quarterbacks? Part of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. There's not one scene where him and Patrick Mahomes are together talking about anything. It's actually pretty well known that Patrick Mahomes wasn't a big fan of Eric Bieniemy, and he's not the only person that's felt that way. Like, whatever it is, Eric Bieniemy doesn't seem to have that connection with the players. I think there's a little bit more on the surface there than just a simple one to one because he was part of Kansas City. He's deserving of X, Y, and Z. I really don't know. I'm just giving you my skepticism of. I don't necessarily think it's that simple with him, but I agree with you in general. There are other coaches that we could use as an example that have had to go through that process and more specifically black coaches that have had to take a step back to prove themselves for the opportunity to be in the driver's seat. And it wasn't really warranted, justified, didn't make sense that they had to go through that process to get there. I don't know if Eric Bieniemy is the example I would want to use here, but it is completely ass backwards that we've seen that happen time and time in the league. My whole thing with him is he could be a horrible head coach in the National Football League. He's proven to be worthy of an opportunity to try. Because we have seen but if Josh he, McDaniels if he's not be connected, if, But if he's not – and I agree with that, Josh McDaniels <laughs> also has no business being twice. a head coach. Two things can be right. But, I, again, Adam like – Gates. But, yeah, if, I get you. I get you. If he's not connected, like, if I'm going to hire him and the face of the league didn't really fuck with you like that, I'm probably going to be reluctant to make you my guy. I can see that. I can see that. But that just came down today, and that's just something that it was sitting with me as I was reading the articles about it. Because I'm like, well, he could so, think about it. He could have just said, "All right, F it. I'm gonna say OC in case yeah. get a little pay raise increase," and he'd be in Nevada right now. And he would probably be very realistically their head coach whenever Andy decides to retire. That probably could have been his outcome, but. The Washington thing, I guess the conversation, I thought you were going to go with it, and maybe you put this on the rundown and I get a chance to peep it, but Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury being the new OC Bro. with what feels like the lore of trying to get Caleb Williams, like that to me, that's the one I was a little bit more confused by. Like, but keep it, it in feels mind. like he's proved himself as not being good at his job. So why are they so excited for this? But keep in mind, right? So he was – quality control, whatever, USC last season. Took a job mm-hmm. for like a week and a half with the Bears. Remember that came out? He was joining their organization, and they said, oh, the Bears have the number one overall pick. This is a sign that Caleb will be going to Chicago. Then next thing yep. you know, he's interviewing for the OC job in the Raiders. And then two days later, he pulls himself out. So there were three franchises all clamoring to get this guy in their orbit, if you will. Mm-hmm. For why? Yeah, don't get it. I mean, if, if the the reason is because Caleb gave him a cosign, I mean, not the first time we've seen stuff like that happen, and that's that actually helps support the Eric Bieniemy argument that I'm making. If a quarterback wants something, they're going to make something happen. That's usually a, a, bodes well for you, but you know, proof in the pudding. The guy's just not a good coach. I'm not saying he's a terrible coach, but he's not a good coach. Well, we're gonna find out. He's the new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Uh, we got so much other stuff to talk about. We ain't going to get to it. I wanted, I, I, One of my topics, NBA-wise, before we got into our whole trade, was going to be, um, you know, I was going to say, where the hell Bradley Bill been? I had this whole thing of, like, where's Bradley Bill? He's supposed to be the big three. Then he dropped 43 last night. So that storyline was out the window. 
So then we now go to my finesse of the week. My finesse was going to be NBA players, but we hit that already with Tyrese and Joel Embiid. So we're going to end the show talking about who asked for this. We haven't done this segment in a while, Brian. And it goes back to actually before we hit who who asked for this. That's how we ended our show. What you think about Killer Mike? Killer Mike won three Grammys, got arrested for misdemeanor. Um, I didn't hear what it sounds like. It was an existing warrant, which that's not uncommon. I mean, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, Tupac also got arrested from an award show for having an existing warrant. Other no, 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 have... no. According to New York Times, he was involved in a physical altercation on Grammys night. The rapper Killer okay. Mike said in the radio interview uh, that the arrest was a mere blip in a triumphant night when he won the Grammys. Yeah, that's apparently sweet. he got involved I'm, with uh, security or something. They had him arrested after winning the Grammys. Come on, now. That's weak. He sounds like a that's punk weak. ass security guard. That's what he sounds it like. It does. Sounds like a toy cop getting a little bit too much in the shit that he didn't need to. But Killer Mike, long overdue, well deserved. Uh, damn, the album I wish amazing. I would. It is. I mean, dude, he's just an amazing rapper, human being, philanthropist, everything across the board. He's like one of the greatest people in the world. And I'm blanking. I think it was NCB, the old editor in chief for Complex, something that like Dark Parker, it was like a verse, maybe it was like Kendrick. I think it was a Kendrick line, like back in the day, basically just really big enough. Killer Mike, I wish I knew the bars, I could pull them out right now. It was like, like kid, I saw that, I saw that, uh, someone posted it, and it was like, if you miss like rap or whatever, if so, Killer yeah. Mike put him in platinum. Yep, exactly. And that, like the realest shit, like kind of like when Jay Z on the, um, Get by remix when he was like, you know, I haven't been rapping like Common since cause after he went platinum and shit. Like, kind of reminded me of that similar vibe. But congrats to him, Mike. Uh, Long overdue. Well, before deserved. we get to uh, once again, who asked for this? We're gonna end the show on that today. And dumb kid news. And I know we sound like old oh, man. The kid ain't dumb. He's a young man making real bread on uh, streaming service. Ty Sinat is that how he says his name? Who? The K the K A I C E N A T dude. Sure, He's- I know you're talking about, but I've never said his name out loud. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> After Killer Mike won, he was streaming. His whole He's a streamer. He just streams his life. I don't know why people watch it, but they do. People were watching his stream, and he's like, who decided this mother? And then went on about, like, why is Killer Mike winning over Travis Scott and Metro Boom and, and Drake? That's y'all kids, everybody. That is the future of music, everyone. He went all in saying, "How? who is this guy? I don't know who he is. He shouldn't be winning. Everybody calm the F down, the 22-year-old said during his Twitch live stream. I don't know who this is, okay? Hey, brother, God bless you. Congratulations. I don't know who you are. Praying for you. Positivity out the window. The Killer Mike, everybody. Keep in mind, during the pandemic, Killer Mike was on CNN every damn day because he was cool with Brooke Baldwin, who was the anchor of CNN at the time. But hey, this guy has tens of millions of people following him. Be careful who you follow. You might be following somebody like this. All right, who asked for this? Time for this. I've been waiting on this one. And it has to do with the word entertainment again, Brandon. There was a time, and we've talked about the laziness in Hollywood and all these studios about putting together content for us to watch. They go back to the old well. I think we're getting Jurassic Park 87. I'm shocked we ain't got a new Back <laughs> to the Future. I'm shocked, but, but a new Ghostbusters coming out. You can make the argument with Jurassic Park and with Ghostbusters. They're appealing to a new demographic. The Space Jam, rightfully torn down, but it was 20, 30 years afterwards appealing to a new demographic. The laziness is sped up, everybody. We now have a new Mr. and Mrs. Smith starring Childish Oh Kiki God! Yeah. on Prime. And we have Mean Girls coming back out. Lindsay Lohan was in Mean Girls. She's still like, what, 35? Yet there is a yeah. new Mean Girls coming out. 
The laziness now comes to the point where if it was made 10 years ago, we could make it again today. Oh, <laughs> did you did you see the interview? We might have talked about this a long time ago on the show, but did you ever see the interview with Matt Damon on Hot Ones? It's one of the most insightful answers. It makes all the sense. Like the too long didn't read version is basically once we switched everything to streaming and people stopped buying physical copies, no more blockbusters, no more physical copies on Netflix, no more me and you, I need to have my favorite movie on DVD. That is the turning point of why all this started happening. Studios wanted to take far less risk, could only use proven concepts because their budgets are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So thank Netflix. Seemed like such a great thing, a convenient thing, but that just goes to show you sometimes good things are not the blessing in disguise we think they are. I love it when they say their budgets are getting smaller, yet profits continue to grow at record rates. Why aren't we going to have a Get Out remake here in like 2027? I promise you, they're going to get that lazy. Anyway, if they uh trying to watch some good quality content, in addition to listening to this good quality podcast, what should they do? I need everybody to just go throw on Killer Mike Radio on your Spotify for the rest of the day. Run, 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 run. Well, still legendary song. Put your people on so they can put their people on. We will see you all back again later this week as we get ready. I mean, hell, let's just say it. We'll see you Thursday. That's Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah. It's the trade deadline. We'll see, see you all Thursday. Later. You'll get a new episode Friday.